Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. I'm calling in from lovely Colorado, Corbin <laughs> Coyle. Can you believe no that? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in the I'm not on the West Coast right now, buddy. I'm in the uh, in the mountain, the mountain time zone, as they say. Uh, what about you? Where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from sunny, sunny Silver Lake, where it's raining actually right now. <laughs> <laughs> so not sunny, sunny. Like, well, sunny, sunny. You said three sunny, so that's actually yeah, yeah, raining. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they, they, they off they offset each other. Um, Corbin, I got a fun topic today. I, this is a, this is a good one I'm excited to hear about, which is how has your mind changed like in the past year? Like what's something you've changed your mind on? This is, yeah. Mm. A lot of people like when they're over a certain age, they don't change their mind about anything. So yeah. this is like, you know what I mean? It's also like an interesting, I mean, all ages that can happen too, but I'm just yeah. curious, is there anything that like your mind is like, like, that's a good question. In? I was gonna say, yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. So I don't know if I've changed that much. Uh, I, I, Hmm. The thing that this is, I don't know if this answers your question, but something that like a, like a physical thing that I've changed my mind on yeah. is, uh, uh, air fryers. <laughs> I used to think air fryers Ooh. were ridiculous. Like I was just like, what, what, it's just a smaller oven. Like, what are you doing? And my, like my work sent me a little air fryer thing for like a year anniversary. And I was like, this thing is the best thing I've ever owned. <laughs> just like, I keep throwing like chicken. I'm looking up recipes. I'm just, it's, it's awesome. And so that I really like. Cause I love to cook and I love to do all that stuff. And I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing I could have ever purchased in my life. And then I, I recommend it to a bunch of people. They are kind of expensive, but I, I think they're going to like, I think it's going to combine with other appliances one day is kind of where I think it's going to head. I just don't know what that yeah. is going to look like. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably like something in the recent time where I was like, I was wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, no, I know they like, yeah, they have like ovens with air fryers and I've seen them mm. and uh, that's like, that's a really like interesting. I don't, I don't have one because I don't have the counter space, but I've only heard the people that have them like, like love them. You I thought it was I mean? a, yeah, like everybody, I, I felt the same way. People are always just going on and on about it. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, okay. It's, it's a big object in your kitchen. Sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, it's funny when, when I think about it, I was, it's funny. I was actually thinking in the, in the food world too. And what, what I was kind of thinking about is like, I never like for a long time eaten a lot of red meat. And then when like beyond meat burgers came out, I like mm. jumped all over that, you know, and it's been interesting because I've kind of been doing a little bit of reading about that. And they're kind of, you know, there are, there are veggie burgers out there. I think like uh, Dr. Prager's, which are made of like, you know, beans and like certain things that are kind of like more whole foods, mm. but those beyond meat burgers, what's interesting is I've kind of seen now they're considering those like ultra processed food because there's a lot of stuff in there. That's mm. kind of like really, you know, um, uh, like different ingredients that, you know, aren't, aren't like whole foods in a sense. Interesting. And that's been really interesting because I was like, well, this is, you know, I, I always think it's, you know, moderation and for, for a lot of things, but it was interesting to kind of jump to that. And I was a big fan of, you know, beyond need. And I was thinking, oh, that's going to just totally take off. And then now they're kind of like studying, uh -huh, you know, and, right and I think that. it's also because I also think it's because of things like saturated fat, which like, you know, what are the things mm -hmm. you're looking at? Some of these people look at sugar and they look at, but like, you know, uh, it still is like, you know, in a sense, high in saturated fat. And so you're trying to like find things that I don't know, find, you know, work the equation of like maybe less sugar, which we know is not good and, mm -hmm. you know, high protein, but then less, you know, and sometimes it's, I don't know. So that's been kind of an interesting yeah, that, change that for is, me. That is different. I guess you just have to like start eating bugs or something. You just got to go back to the base level. <laughs> bat. I want to eat bat. Uh, no, that's no, 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 no. That's thing. the last thing you should be <laughs> Is bat? Okay. I thought that was a delicacy. All right. No bat. I'm not going to do bat. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other stuff, but I think that, uh, 
I feel like that. Oh, you know, the other thing I've changed my mind, there's one little quick thing, which is as opposed to buying multiple cheap shit, <laughs> I like buying, I like buying like one nice thing now. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather mm, buy like a yeah. really nice coat. Like that's definitely something I've changed. I was like, let's buy a really nice, cool coat. Then like, you know, whatever, like not that you're going to buy two or three, but like, okay, you had this coat for a year and you freaking don't like it. And then you got another coat that you don't like. I yeah. think that's like something I've kind of tried to, to change a bit on. Yeah, I, I've always been where you're at now. Like my dad, when I was younger, used to buy me like 20 different pairs of shoes. And I really just wanted yeah. the one pair of shoe. And the one and pair. That, that was always where I, I was always frustrated, even though it's like, you know, kind of champagne problems. Be like, oh, I got too many shoes or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like it was like too yeah. many like soccer cleats where I was like, dad, I just wanted the blue pair. Why'd you get me like a red one and a green one? And like, I just either tell me no or yes. Like, I don't like I don't need to get 16 other ones. Um, so I, I've always been that way as a kid. I was, I never really understood people who just bought a bunch of stuff, but then I also am envious of people who have like their houses are filled with more things. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Oh, mm. like you, you just like have clutter. Like I just don't, you know, it like takes me a long time to pull the trigger on like what I want to buy. You have, you have three gar guitars behind you. So I don't know. <laughs> can you play three guitars at once? I, or I can try. <laughs> you can try. I want to see that. Cause I think yeah, it's yeah. going to be a disaster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our guests will play a lot better than I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Well, that that's a great segue, Corbin. You're I appreciate welcome. that. Uh, I want to welcome to the show, super excited to have him, um, actor, singer, songwriter, Cody DiGerolamo. I mean, I already messed it up again. Help me out, help me out, Cody. I know it, and then I got pressured because Cor Corbin threw me off. So that's say your right. last name again for me. I did it again. Uh, DiGerolamo. DiGerolamo. When we rehearsed it, I nailed it. When we rehearsed it, DiGerolamo. He did. Yes, now I know it. Yeah, I nailed it. I nailed it. We'll cut this part out. We'll cut this part out. Cody, welcome to the show, bud. It's good to have you. For having me. Hey. Yeah, man. Uh, any thoughts on any of those multiple topics we uh, we jumped on there? Yes. Okay. So number one, air fryers. Big fan. <laughs> you big fan. Yeah, you're a big fan. Um, you, grilling any type of vegetable in the air fryer is um, a delicacy. Yeah. You have mm. Um shoes i'm i'm bad with shoes <laughs> i have about like i kid you not i have more shoes than my wife oh is, you, so you, it, yeah. is it like you, sneakers like are you like a sneakerhead or are you just like just any shoe i'm more of just like a like a, a boot guy mm. like, I, love a, I love a good boot yeah, yeah. Um, those are but expensive I do have, I, <laughs> <laughs> they are i know i need to like i need to start selling stuff that i'm not wearing because yeah I, I literally don't have room in my closet because of the shoes, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mm -hmm. could I could relate. I could relate. <laughs> on that. What um, about Cody? Any, anything you've changed your mind on? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, the first thing that came to mind when you guys were talking about was what I prioritize mm. As, mm. as essential or important, uh, mm -hmm. just on the day to day. Yeah, mm -hmm. without getting mm -hmm. too deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, kind of curious, like. If you were to pick a, a perfect artistic day for yourself, what would that look like? Would, would it be like, mm. you know, waking up early, sleeping in? Would you be playing music first or acting or what, what is that world like? Yeah, uh, I tend to wake up first thing in the morning. I tend to I'll wake up, I'll work out um, and then I rush to work. So it'd be nice to uh, after the workout, um, have some time to, to read, mm. uh, maybe read a play. Um, and then from there, um, yeah, writing would be nice of, of really any sort. You know, I feel like you get pretty pretty caught up in the day-to-day, -day, just going through the motions of, of life that sometimes things kind of slip by us. So just finding more time to sit and just to be. 
mm-hmm. to breathe mm-hmm. and to write and to not have um, any expectation of what you're writing, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's something uh, I know I kind of, I veered a little from, from course, but something I've been personally um, working on. So, yeah, I mean, that's so difficult. Like that's something like I've struggled with forever when it comes to any, any form of writing is it, you put so much pressure on that moment of trying to be creative. Like, I don't actually even know how to not feel that way. <laughs> like, I, do you, what do you do? Like, how are you actively trying to push towards that direction? Oh, well, kid, I mean, it's definitely crippling for sure. Um, it's trying to show a little bit more compassion sure, and yeah. to myself, you know? Um, but yeah, again, it's a work in progress. So um, as much as I would love to give you all the, <laughs> all the tips, right? Yeah. It's something that, I, that I'm definitely working on. But back to what we we're talking like the prioritizing. Um, yeah, I, w- I would like to just, yeah. I guess start my day with working out and then yeah, having some time just to read. Mm. Like reading is, you know, it's all food for thought. It's just knowledge is power. Um, whatever it may be, right? Play a magazine, an article online. Um and then yeah, just sitting and, and writing. Um and then yeah, of course, picking up an instrument, whatever it may be, and and playing it. But um yeah. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It sounds it sounds like a nice Sounds like a nice day. It's, it's hard to find yeah. all the things that you want to fit also, in. Also, I will add to that, Corbin. Um, also, finding time to like in, in between the, whether it's reading or writing, um, just like getting out in the world, mm. whether it's like walking, being in nature, or just like like this. This is great. Yeah. Even though we're not face-to-face, we're the next best thing. Um, having conversations with people, you know, like human interaction. Um because all of that, all of that is funneling into the creative process, whether you know it or you don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that yeah, would, let, that'd be my idea. Oh, that's that's that sounds like such a such a nice day, and I think it's interesting when you talk about expectations. I think that's a really interesting word because it's it's so much. You know, I think sometimes as as artists. How do we keep how do we keep driving how do we keep driving the train and then how do we say okay um i'm happy where i am and i want to enjoy this you know and i want to kind of let myself kind of you know uh relax like i said i was in colorado and i'm actually i'm actually right by these hot springs and i was just in there and i was talking to my mom and mom's like oh you know these hot springs are so they're so healing and she's like and even if they're not we're just relaxed and it's like it's so true you know <laughs> so whether the water heals you or not there's just something about kind of slowing down, you know, and you can see the mountains. And like, I feel like with what you're saying, we have expectations on our day of like, oh my God, there's so many things I want to get done. There's so many things I have to get done. And I think figuring out how to kind of set up your environment to like, let those things go or adjust. So like at the end of the day, you're not like disappointed that oh, I didn't write as much as I wanted or I didn't play as much music or because it's so challenging, you know? 100%. 100% John that's great I love the the finding time to to relax and just to take in take in everything right I mean mm-hmm. I think that's just as important as um all the other things so yeah 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 and I think it's interesting to kind of I'm a big fan of like changing locations that always helps me I think that's always interesting and, and dynamic but I also think there's something about figuring out where you are to set up your environment to to, to kind of prime for that Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes that can be like a, a schedule or that can be, 
you know, whatever those things are of like setting workout clothes out the night before, like all that stuff I think is really, cause we we're such, I think habitual people, you know, even if you want to change things up, we are still very habitual people. Yeah. Um, Cody, for you, like, um, do, working in acting and working in music, how did you find, like when you, when you were younger, did you find yourself drawn to one or the other or kind of both you know, did you kind of feel like you had to like compromise or you know how did you how did you spend your time when you when you had free time? Um, let's see let's see uh going back um i started taking piano lessons when i was seven so i would say that that would be yeah music i think was introduced to me well no actually let's let's all revert back to i think um entertainment really in any form was kind of introduced to me through films television um first and then music I got into, I think I was seven, I took piano lessons. And then from there, I kind of jumped to drums and guitar, this and that. Um, as far as, sorry, what was the question at compromise you said? No, no, just more like when you were growing up, like, did you gravitate towards, like, I want to, like, I'm interested in music, I'm interested in acting, I'm interested in school, I'm interested in, school. like, just kind of more like how the kind of, the origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, anything, yeah. anything but school for me. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I definitely gravitated, I mean, to, yeah, uh, to be honest, uh, Jim Carrey, you mm. know, when I was mm. very young, that was, I mean, that was my, that was my guy. I got to, I got to meet him. I'll never forget at the premiere of The Grinch when I was very, oh, wow. Young, oh, wow. cool. very, very young. And I'll never forget he ended up, uh, he was so nice, so genuine. And he signed um, a napkin. That's, I think that's all we had on us. It was like <laughs> me and my brother and my folks and that. Uh, yeah, we got to meet him. He signed, he, yeah, he autographed a napkin yeah. for me. But um, yeah, just seeing the, the way he works early on, like that was very inspiring. Yeah. Oh, wow, you can, you can do this. This is just mm -hmm. him essentially playing, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. expressing himself through this medium, acting, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Really drawn in that way to the, I mean, just how he was bouncing off the walls. It was, it was like, Oh my God. Yes. It, it's as if he was speaking a language that I understood. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, music uh, got into piano when I was seven. And then uh, a, 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 so my, my grandpa ended up, my mom's dad bought my brother a guitar when he was younger. We were probably maybe, it was probably 10 or 11 at the time. And my brother was older. So, well, he is older, three years older. Um, I think I think I think Corbin has that guitar on his wall, the little one. Right? <laughs> yeah, Corbin yeah, has that yeah, little kid's, kid's guitar. <laughs> yeah, 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 that he's got it. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, it. Right. <laughs> it's 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 at least it's not being used anymore. But it used to be. go on about it how it used to be used. It's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> it used to play music. Okay, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so he had bought my brother a guitar. My my brother never played the guitar. Our best friend was playing guitar at the time, so I kept bugging. My best friend, Zach, you know, you got to show, show me what you're doing. How are you doing that? And at the same time, um, School of Rock came out. Mm. And that had oh, a yeah, big, yeah. very big yep. influence. And um, from there, I just kind of, yeah, jumped from piano to guitar to drums. to I would just, yeah, pick up things along the way, bass and then singing. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope I answered some one of the questions in there. <laughs> I, I sure. tend to ramble. So. <laughs> no, that's right. How do you, so something I've never understood, and a couple of my friends are very musically inclined, and 
how so when it comes to just like jumping to another instrument art obviously like bass and guitar like have a little bit of similarities of like where you can kind of follow along and figure out the notes but how what do you think it is in your brain that's able to pick up so many different things is it just that you're willing to try like it's so it's so fascinating to me that like yeah <laughs> that's a good question um I, I think i think what i love about it is the not knowing mm. so uh you know going from piano to guitar and then to drums um yeah i think just not again back to expectation not having an expectation of what it should be or where I should go on the guitar or piano or, and I don't know. There's something, there's something very freeing about not knowing and just exploring an instrument. Um, and I think that's, that's what drew me to other things, uh, different tonality, you know, from the piano to guitar to drums to a bass. Um, and just listening to a lot of music that, you know, I, growing up, I remember being in the car and my dad would always play like Motown. Mm -hmm. And so that's like just like ingrained in me. Like that is my my favorite type of music to this day. Um, but hearing rhythm and, and harmony and and just the again, the different like sounds and tonality of the instruments. And I think the not knowing like I don't I don't know what note to go to. Let's just try something. No, that didn't really sound right to my ear. Let's 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 just give it a shot. Let's throw paint at the wall, see what sticks. You try another note, that's the note. So I think there's, um, for me, almost like the, the, the dissecting the science to it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the not knowing, I don't know what, I, I mean, you guys, I know John, you act, Corbin, you act and Corbin, you obviously play John. Do you play anything? Well, it's interesting. I, I grew up singing a lot. So I did a lot of singing and I also, my parents, uh, kind of like forced us to play an instrument every year. So I played violin when I first started, oh, then man. I played trombone for a year, and then I played piano for many years. And nice. so it was kind of kind of neat, you know, that, that, and so I definitely, you know, when you're talking about the music and I, like I said, I, I sang for, for many years, which I, which I just loved, but I, I was also, um, I was thinking about the musicality and, and, and Cody with what you're saying, it's a little different, but I was kind of thinking about the musicality sometimes in acting scenes, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I find there, you know, there, there's a rhythm to scenes. I guess I could say more. There's like a rhythm. And what's interesting about that is sometimes, like if I'm if I'm teaching or even like working, especially when I'm teaching, it's almost like I can close my eyes, and if the music and if the rhythm sounds right at the scene, I know it's working, which is really interesting because I feel like when I was younger, I'd hear people say that, be like, "God, oh, that's BS" or whatever. But you can kind of tell if it's working or not because certain scenes and certain worlds, like. You've, you've got to kind of find that. And so I think, you know, with what you were saying, I just was kind of, that was something that was kind of interesting to me, you know, how they're kind of, there's, there's a, there's a parallelness there. Oh, a hundred percent. And I like how, what you were saying, like you could close your eyes, even if you closed your eyes and you were, yeah, again, just listening to the audio of a scene, you, you can already tell if there's truth or intent or purpose behind the words being spoken. Right. Mm -hmm. And that plays into rhythm, like you were saying. So I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. Um, do you find that with this as well? So like, I know you, you're a fan of improv and things of that nature. Like, is that yeah. something like this a willingness to explore, willingness to kind of like hear the melody of the scene? Like, does that kind of funnel into improv at all? Or like, how do you get like to prep when it comes to that world? I think, I think improv is great. Improv gets you out of your own, your, your own way, your own head. Mm -hmm. 
it keeps showing your toes. Um, I studied for a minute over at Iowa West, which was, man, that was so fun. Fortunately that I think they're, 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 they're closed. They're closed. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was such a fun time. Um, and I think it's, I think, I think everyone should take improv, even if you're not an actor or a musician, I think it's just, it really gets you out of your own way. Um, what do you think, John? Well, I was going to say, so I studied Iowa West too. I went through their whole program and was, was on a Herald team there and stuff. And that oh, was a great, great place because, because people get on stage, which I think is great. You know, some places it's a little harder and there you get on stage to perform, which is, which is wonderful. Cause the word I was thinking of with that is um, it's also very humbling. Everybody I know that first starts off at improv, like if you start in 101, usually it's the first class, they're terrible. There is nobody that I've ever met that's like, like some people are maybe funnier than others because maybe they're naturally funny, but almost everyone I've met that is really good at improv has been doing it like 15 plus years. Like they've been doing it a long, long time to be really good at it. And yeah. what I think, you know, Cody, with what you're talking about is it's similar to learning an instrument or things like that. It's like, you kind of can't fake it in a sense. Like you're in the trenches, which is fun. You're having fun. You're learning. You're, you're trying something new, but so is other people. So you're all kind of falling on your face and some scenes are clicking, some scenes are not. And I think that's a really great space to be in because I think you kind of have to go out on that, like uh, the plank, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and, and jump. You're right. And I think that's like, we like to stay where we're safe. You know, we like to stay. And so improv kind of like you're saying, Cody, if someone takes a class, no matter what they're in, it's going to challenge you. It just, it just has to, I think, cause it's not, I don't know. I don't think it's like, I really don't think it's very innate in a lot of, a lot of people that I've met. It just takes work and then it, you know, it can get fun, you know? And that's it. No, I, um, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the beautiful thing of, of falling on your face is like the whole thing is like, this is an, like, you're supposed to fall on your face, right? You're, mm -hmm, like you're mm -hmm. it's, it's all about just trying different things. Right. I mean, yeah. there's no, right or wrong it's just you try different things what 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 moves you what feels quote unquote right to you you go with it right i mean um and i think that kind of goes with music as well i mean all of it it's very subjective right um but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i mean yay improv is great for i'm sure um like i'm i'm sure it's helped with like public speaking or mm -hmm. You know, even for doing this podcast, yeah, just being face to face with people that maybe you're meeting for the first time, whether it's a job interview, whatever it may be. Um, I know it's helped me like, yeah, a lot. So, yeah, no, it, it definitely does. I mean, Corbin writes out everything he's going to say mm, beforehand, so he knows exactly. Yeah. It's like he's kind of reading a script, yeah, yeah. but I mean, for me, you're right, Cody. I, I really it's appreciate that you guys have been following the outline that I sent you, so it's really helping me. <laughs> Stick to the outline. <laughs> you did get my email. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got, I got your response. We're, we're good. Yeah. Corbin, how do you how do you feel like when you improv like in character and stuff like that? Do you enjoy that? Is that challenging? Is it easy? I, I think when you improv as a character, once again, you can feel it sing. Like if, if you if you are that connected to the scene, you understand everything, you could improvise forever. Like there's just nothing stopping you at that point. Cause then it just becomes life to I mean it's a little bit of a cliche, but there is a bit of some truth there. Like you can you know exactly how this person would react. You've done your research, you know it's just a, a part of you at that point. So to me, if you can improvise, my favorite thing when I'm rehearsing a scene is to like do two things. One, I'll just say it out loud in, in public and like see if people 
notice. And if like people are noticing, then it's a little bit like, oh, this guy's rehearsing a scene. But if you can just kind of talk and everyone's like, oh, he's just talking like a weirdo. Like that's that's kind of my goal. And then if you can improvise from there a little bit, that's also a little bit more fun for me uh, when it comes to like memorization slash exploring that character. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like improvi- improvising. I don't really have a strong improv background, but it, it, it's definitely uh, in my toolkit for sure. Yeah, no, I, I've I've seen like when Corbin's like really into a character and improvs like so well, and you can just you can feel it. It's because you're like not even kind of you're not having to work it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's interesting with music too. When you don't have to work it, you're kind of in the flow of it. Yeah. And I also yeah. think I also think though it's interesting when you're doing com- dramatic improv versus comedic improv because I think dramatic improv there's a little less pressure because you don't feel like you need to make someone laugh, which is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can kind of be in the moment. You can try things. And I think comedic improv, you know. Uh, Cody and maybe you felt this too. There's more pressure to like make people laugh, and I think that's an interesting thing because coming through like iOS, my ear was always attuned to the laughs, and so then you follow the laughs in a sense, and that can be good or bad. You know what I mean? Because you're kind of chasing that, but it also puts pressure on because you feel if you're not getting laughs, like this scene is dying, and I just want to walk off stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to oh, get yeah. away. It hurts, oh, right? Man. Uh, yeah, some of some of the most. Uh, I mean, again, it's a it's a lesson in humility, right? Um, but oh, I I remember the times. <laughs> I remember the times that uh, yeah, iOS in which you know something would fall on its face, and that feeling is like no other. But when it works, mm-hmm. that feeling also is like no other. Um, uh, and that is Cody, like do you the, get, the best high. Do you get a similar feeling from the audience when you're performing music? Or is it different? You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious if the mm. feedback loop is all I'm saying, the feedback loop. Like, like, is it a little more like, oh, they're really into it or they're kind of into it? Like, yeah. I, you know, I think with like, with, yeah, like, like with standup or improv, it's kind of like it's working or it's not, which can be kind of green light, red light, you know? And I feel like, I don't know, music, maybe it, it I don't know. I'm just curious. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely an exchange. That's for sure of, of mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess similar to improv music, um, you know, let's say you're performing on stage and, you know, you're halfway through a song and you're like, oh, wow, it doesn't really seem like anyone's being receptive. <laughs> you can you can tweak things for the second half of the song that maybe will reel the audience mm. in, right? Mm. Or emote mm-hmm. something that you wouldn't normally do. Um but I think you could kind of, there's this common thread where I feel as though you could probably do that in improv as well. If you feel like it's, it's you know, you're going nose down and you could kind of, you know. Yeah. You know what tricks to pull out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen Cody, yeah, I think- uh, Cody live with the, the Somersault Queens and it, it's funny how like exactly as you're talking about like I felt that I also felt like you kind of put on a bit of a show too I can I can feel your theater background kind of going in there as well which I think is is kind of fun and interesting to what you're talking about I think you're very attuned to what how to make it a little bit more lively how to make it a little bit more exciting for the audience um yeah is, is that accurate like I mean that's kind of what I felt from the audience well thank you very much that means the world um yeah it's look it's supposed to be fun all of this is supposed to be fun right we're not doing brain surgery so um, <laughs> sure. and you know you you got people coming out from you know all over right whether they got a babysitter or you know they've changed their plans just to be there so it, it should be it should be enjoyable it's you know it's not that serious and that's also something that i'm working on so mm-hmm. yeah i just was thinking um 
One of my favorite improv performers is a guy named Craig Kakowski, who used to perform at iOS Cody. I don't know if you ever saw him. He was part of a group called Dasariski um, okay. with uh, Rich, Rich Tallarico and Bob Dassey. But I remember he was doing a scene, like a doctor scene, and he was like the doctor, and there was a patient, and it was like going, okay. And then it was like one of the funniest things was um, he like was talking to the person, and all of a sudden he looks up, and the scene was not going this way, right way at all, but he was like, uh, can you move the teleprompter? And it was like he was on a soap opera the whole time because the scene was not going. Well. And like when you talk about like almost like a, like not that it was a trick, it was so good, and the Jeez. audience just loved it because the scene was like, where is this going? And then all of a sudden he's in a soap opera, and then it made everything so funny, you know. And it was such a cool, beautiful, you know, unexpected, you know, veteran move in a sense. And you're he knew like, what he oh, had to do. He knew what he had to do, right? He he was kind of feeling, you know. So, uh, I, I love that, Cody. I want to dive a little more into the acting world. Yeah. So did you did you start acting then as a kid? I, I know we took a look at some like you look like you had some some younger acting experience. Yeah, I, I started when I was ten years old, so I was pretty young. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So my dad's a casting director. My mom was an actress at the time, and for mm -hmm. years, you know, after probably seeing most likely Jim Carrey on the on the big screen, <laughs> I would would beg and plead like, please let me you know audition. I want to get into this. And they, you know, they were like somewhat hesitant. Let's maybe hold off until at least he's like, he's 10, you know? Yeah. And 10 yeah. came and I was like, please, can I, I really still want to do this. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I got in when I was 10 and uh, it was, I actually, I booked my first uh, commercial audition. Oh. No, that's that amazing. Was, that was pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> You're like, this is easy, baby. This is easy. <laughs> no. right? um, Let's go. Yeah, and that was that was for uh, Toon Disney. Yeah, I, I remember ah. I to play a, a mad scientist. Oh, ooh, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> that is yeah. that is so fun. So you were doing that, and then did you kind of stick with that through high school and college and stuff, or did you step away, or how did kind of the acting journey go? So I ended up doing that until maybe age maybe fourteen, fifteen. So about five years, and then that's when yeah. my eyes were kind of open to music, and I said, I want to, you know, I want to follow this one hundred and ten percent. Um, so acting kind of took the backseat at the time and then early twenties, maybe 21. Um, I don't know. I had this new, I started going to acting classes, uh, studied with Howard Fine and uh, this new just interest and, and love for the craft, you know, a more mature mindset. Um, and now that has essentially taken the front seat. Uh, and I've just, yeah, hon honing in on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, Corbin and I were curious. We saw the clip from um, SWAT where there was some like stunt mm -hmm. stuff going on. Yeah, that was how, how was that? It was that was pretty cool. Yeah. How was that to do? That was great. It was great. That was my uh, yeah first time using any type of firearm on set. Uh, I mm. never done anything like that. Um, so yeah, that was that was very interesting. It, it was all new to me. Um, I remember they. <laughs> I remember on that, they, they ended up, they started rolling, you know, everyone got, getting your place rolling. And I had to, I had to be like, wait, really quick. Am I, am I actually firing this? Cause it was my first time. I had no idea. And someone came up to me and, and they said, oh, have you never like used a, you know, a gun on set? I said, no, never. I, this is, again, this is my first time. Okay. So yes, you could aim it, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was cool in the sense that it was like, it was a completely new experience. Um, and that, it, I mean, it, it, that thing recoiled, you know, it had a kick to it. So, uh, mm -hmm. it definitely helped 
that and not getting any sleep the night before really helped get into the mindset. Yeah, yeah because you were like like meth heads or something. I mean, I don't know. We're like yeah. like ons, you know? Yeah, you're like you know, oxy, whatever it was. Yeah. And then did they did they take you down or was that a stunt person? It looked like at the end they kind of like you know either kind of threw you down. Uh, or, they took me down. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> I remember. I remember on that too. Uh, I think the the assistant director came up to me. You know, do you want do you want like a you know a like pad for your yeah. back, like we could put something yeah. under. And I was like, I don't need a pad. I'm good. I'm good. We did it, I think, once or twice. And I was like, I'll take the pad. <laughs> yeah. Give me that pad right away. But uh, yeah, and and again, no. all all of it, like even with you know the the, the firearm, like all of it, it it's very um, it was choreographed. You know the the fall, yeah. everything. It's you know we walked through it beforehand. Um, so with the exception of you know us about to roll and me being like, am I shooting this or not? Um, yeah. Everything felt very um, safe on set. Again, yeah. there was there was a protocol to everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was that was fun, though. That was such a fun time. I just got to. Yeah, I just got to completely like immerse myself in it and uh, mm-hmm. go for it. That's so cool. And, uh, yeah. Here's a bad question. Follow up question with it. But um... How, was it difficult to act while trying to hit those marks of getting tackled? <laughs> like, is it was it kind of hard to kind of hit hit those marks and like knowing, like here comes a little bit of like I don't know, getting tossed around a little bit. Yes and no. I think I think there's something that happens at least during that um, when we were shooting uh, that show. It was said you you almost like I don't know if this happens to you, John, or you, Corbin, but you almost sometimes. You're so in it. And I know, John, earlier you said flow, the word flow. I love that. You almost just kind of black out. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed mm-hmm. this happens on stage, too, when I'm performing sometime, mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, not from alcohol or anything, but <laughs> like, strictly from just being so present and in it that it could go two ways. Sometimes I just completely like black out. And then sometimes I actually really do feel like, oh, I'm aware, I'm present, I'm you know that i think that time it was like you, you know it, the stakes were high you're so amped up um that yeah i think i think whether or not it was hard to hit the spot not necessarily because again i think it was just like as long as you have all of these you know what your objective objective going in is right mm-hmm. you have all these emotions running through your body and the one thing that i was keeping in my mind is like this is like me getting what I needed to, to get at that pharmacy, that was life or death. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be like, give me the drugs. It's like the stakes mm-hmm. are high. Um, mm-hmm. So as long as like, again, all of this is es- essentially like embellished going in. Um, as far as hitting hitting the spots and no, I don't, I don't. To answer your question, I don't think it was something that um, was too cerebral as far as like, all right, hit this, now shoot, just because I was so just in it. Mm-hmm. John, Corbin, what, yeah, you guys tell me. Have, have you ever well, been no, I, and experienced I was just going to say, I was thinking about like um, with what you were saying, the, the challenge with getting too cerebral, I mean, I know sometimes, yeah, like we got to hit our marks, which we have to be aware of and stuff, but sometimes you get too cerebral and you're thinking like, oh, like – this is going really well or something. And then that's when you freaking totally forget where <laughs> you are. Like you totally, yeah. you know, like, like the, 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 the check-in with the actor self, good or bad, it tends to like throw me off. 
off. And so sometimes it's like, you got to kind of just do it, stay in it, like you're saying. And then afterwards they're like, you missed your mark by a foot. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, when we do it again, I'm going to kind of be a little more aware of that. But like, I was so in it, you know, versus, um, you know, we were just talking about this, uh, uh, in class and on Sunday. And I thought this was really like this idea of, um, uh, exploration, uh, versus execution. And I feel like, you know, Cody, with what you were saying, it's like you're in the exploration mode. And so if you're just trying to execute, especially like in a heightened scene like that, where it's super intense, you're like robbing this pharmacy. If you're just trying to execute it, it's not going to have the life that it had, you know, because we watched the clip, man, it was intense because you're kind of in exploration. You're kind of in creative. You're kind of in go mode. You know what I mean? So it, it doesn't really something like that doesn't really allow as much to be like, OK, let me look down and find my, you know, you just kind of going is my is my opinion on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I feel like like the the reason why I was curious is because there's a short I did a while back that was I had to tackle somebody and like then we were like fighting over like I think a knife or something on the ground and that was that was even hard to kind of hit everything when I was the one doing the tackling <laughs> so like that's mm -hmm. why I was kind of curious I was like to be hit. Because uh, I also do jujitsu, so like when I'm like that's a separate thing. So like that's like I know what I'm getting into here, and like I can defend right. myself. But with this, it's like I have to allow you to hit me and just like fly back into a pad. You know, after a couple takes, seems like a little bit. Uh, it just feels like a lot of a lot of things to juggle. And I think I mean maybe you're just used to that because of all the all the improv and everything you're used to. Yeah, I'm also just like I'm a, maybe I'm a little too kind. I'm like punch me, throw me around. <laughs> you know, like, if it if it if it gets what we need to get, like let's make this as as real as we can. Obviously being safe, but that's why at first I was like, ah, if I do a pad, like I don't want anything popping out. I don't want you know them to have to do take after take. But after that, yeah, after like the first or second take, I needed that. That it was, and again, that's a lesson in in being kind to yourself back to what we we were talking on the front of this mm -hmm. and saying no it's a, it's okay to take the back brace you taking the back brace is not diminishing how um dedicated you are to this as yeah. an actor right yeah. we have to be smart about this so um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's weird because you kind of get in your head like they were offering you the pad. You know what I mean? Like I do that too, where I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want to be, I want to be the the squeaky wheel. But it's like, no, they're literally offering. Just say yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's so it's so simple yeah. at, at the end of the day. It's like no one wants you to get hurt. Yeah. You know, like they want things to run as smoothly as they possibly can. Um, they do, and I also think actors need to kind of um, stand up for themselves uh, uh, when they want to. You know what I mean? And def and and like you know. Um, and so I, I was just thinking about when I did uh, Lone Star 911 and, and, and I was a cyclist and they find me in this big hay pile. And so they're like looking and they, the, the, the funny part about it was they find my foot first, which is severed. And they're like, we got a foot. Where's the body? You know what I mean? And so then they're looking through all these big hay, hay piles. But when they discover me and then I kind of had this like Pulp Fiction, like pop up of like, Whoa! you know, um, but then they had, when they did reach, when they would, you know, go to the next take, they'd have to cover me in the hay. And a couple of the people were really gentle, Cody, with like laying the hay. And then one guy, like the assistant director or somebody who was like in a hurry, was like throwing it on me. I was like, no, not that guy. I do not want that guy throwing hay on my face. You know what I mean? Because it's amazing like how scratchy it is. You know, I kind of made a joke about it, but I was also kind of serious that like people can be really kind and take their time. But you also have to stand up for yourself as an actor. Like you asking, I think that's an important thing. And so my point is like even when you're on a set and it's a ru it's rushing – as the actor, you need to, you know, 
express what you feel safe with and what you don't. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, you said you, you passed on the pad, but like it would have been your right, I think, to say, hey, I want a pad here or something like that on the ground or whatever it is, whatever they could work out. I think that's important right. for actors to empower themselves too, either way. You know what I mean? I th absolutely. I think there's a lot of power in that. Um, I think also, you know, people will respect that, you know, or they should yes. respect that. They should respect that. Yes. I think uh -huh. you're, yes. Yeah. Um, switching things up, Cody. Now I saw that you did a multi-cam, man. What was that like? <laughs> yes. Maybe you've done a couple, but I know one for sure. One for sure that we saw. Yeah. How was that? That was the time of my life. That, that <laughs> was so fun. That was, I want to say 2018. And, uh, yeah. that was like the first gig where like for a month straight, Monday through Friday, it was just like, oh, I'm going to set, you know? Yeah. And it was mm -hmm. just like, it was amazing. It, it was truly amazing. Um, and I got to work with a lot of, a lot of talented individuals who I had uh, grown up watching, um, which was really cool, really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, essentially it was, it was play for a month. Mm -hmm. Like we just got mm -hmm. to play. It was so fun. What, what, can you just take us, what was the name of the show? And then how, like, did oh, you yeah. audition for it? Or how'd that go? Just so we yeah. have a little insight into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone's done multi-cam, so it's an interesting yeah. world. Yeah. So the, the show was called uh, Hotel de Lune. And mm -hmm. I think we did about 10 episodes. It was one season. And um, let's see, auditioning process. Yeah, I auditioned for that. What was that? I want to say probably in like Hollywood somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And it was. It, and did you did you go big? Did you go over the top? I mean, usually multi camera, you know, they're they're fun. Big, yeah. They're playful. Is my point. So so check it out. So I ended up going into audition for this. This was obviously pre COVID, two thousand eighteen, auditioning for a whole other role. I auditioned for mm. um, the DJ, like the punk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did not get that role. Did not get called back. I just got the call. Hey, we want to book him but he's going to be doing this other role. And I'm like, interesting. Amazing. Great. <laughs> I don't even need to read the other, the other, you know, role for them. And, and they were like, no, they just, and I was like, I'm not arguing with it. Let's just, let's do it. <laughs> no, don't argue. No. So I got, to, are they sure? Are they sure? <laughs> I sure? I would love to audition. Yeah. For uh, now they're not so sure. Now they're not so sure. Positive. Now they're not so sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. So, so that alone, I mean, John, you know, and Corbin, I'm sure, but like, you know, usually the process is you get called in, they like you, you get called back, you're reading in front of, you know, most likely the, the director, producers, executives, this and that. Um, and then you get placed on a veil, you get pinned. Uh, mm -hmm. back, in the, back in the day, back in my time, uh, it was what, you get on a veil, it's you, between you and another person. Now... Yeah. John, it's 47. It's 47. It's, 40, it's, it's 47 people. It's 47 <laughs> yeah. people. We call it an all back. It's not a callback anymore. It's an all back. Everybody's coming back. Right? It's like the, yes. the second callback. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, that alone, like uh, just auditioning for it once and then getting the call saying, hey, they loved what you did. They want to book you, but you're going to be, you know, playing the role of, of uh, the bellboy. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, let's do it. So that was great. I mean, I, I learned, I learned a lot. I learned, um, I learned discipline in regards mm. to, uh, you know, staying on top of each episode prior to actually filming it and going through the material, being familiar. Um, 
and and being curious, asking myself questions, again, trying different things. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. What How do you like the energy? Like, did you guys re record on Friday night? How did you, did you have a live audience? Did oh yeah, you like yeah, that yeah, energy of a live audience. Yeah, yeah. See, thank you for asking me this because you're you're um, you're reminding me of all these things. But yeah, so we ended up uh, we would rehearse Monday through Wednesday and then shoot Thursday Friday. Um, no live audience. Um, yeah, multicam, three cameras. Um, we had, it was in this big, uh, like, uh, soundstage. So it was about like three or four different sets within it. Um, but yeah, man, that was, I'm ready. I want to do that again. That's <laughs> It's, I, I think it's so fun. I think multicams are so, you know, fun. I, I worked on like Dr. Ken and two broke girls, but I, they're just, they're just some fun energy. And I've, you know, I've auditioned Cody sometimes, and this is for other people out there for like kids multicam shows. And what's crazy about those is like, I've done it like as big as you can. And this is like when you can go in person and the cast are just like, okay, can you go bigger? I'm like, that's as big as like, you know, like they want even, you know, so some shows it's so fun because it's so freeing. It's like, you cannot, you know, and when I say big, it still needs to be supported and stuff, but it is just like a big, you know, it's very expressive and stuff. And that's, that can be so freeing also as an actor, you want to talk about expectations. That's a place where like, yeah. you could just kind of do almost anything in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, and, and especially, you know, like it's, it's a bigger, it's, it's, it's a playful world. Really? Oh, so playful. I, and, and you just reminded me of, yeah, all the, all the physical comedy that I got to do within yeah. that season, um, which is like, it's, it's stuff I love. I love, I love physical comedy. So it's like, yeah, I mean, that experience was, yeah, that was unreal. Um, but yeah, I got, to, I got to do a bunch of stuff with, uh, uh, I think it was the last episode. I have a vacuum and the vacuum stops working and we're trying to, you know, we're hitting it. And all of a sudden, I hit it. It turns on, and they loaded it just with a bunch of dust. And it was the it was the last scene that we had shot. That was like essentially like after that scene I had wrapped uh, the first season. Um, so it was like let's just do it. Let's go as big as we possibly can. Hit the vacuum, and all the dust just comes out of it. And we just in our faces like it was it was a mess, but in the most beautiful that's, way that's so fun it's like your inner jim carrey got to come out and <laughs> just yeah, like yeah yeah that's yeah awesome. uh, corbin i was just thinking so funny you said that i was just thinking like it's almost like jim carrey back in the day was doing multi-cam with like single cam people and <laughs> but he made it work you know what i mean like a hundred percent so that's so cool that yeah, yeah i love that that is that's great um i'm i'm wondering um you know with doing that what is kind of your dream uh dream role or dream dream world wait i can guess what's the new daisy jones in the six cody is that your world <laughs> or that, that is, i haven't hey, seen it yet but i just feel little like known secret be... guess who auditioned for that <laughs> <laughs> oh i did yeah 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 that was a fun audition too that was a lot of fun um i auditioned to play uh the lead's ex-boyfriend who steals the song mm -hmm. uh, have you guys been watching it mm -mm. No, but I just, I'm funny. I just put the, you, you feel like you fit that world in my oh, casting man. brain, puts you yeah. in that world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I, I would have loved that, but you know, it didn't belong to me and, and the guy did, the guy did yeah. great. So, um, but no, it was cool. Yeah. I got to play, uh, I got to play guitar for the audition as That's well. Cool. So anything yeah. where you could kind of like mold the two, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. yeah, as far, as far as your question, uh, I mean, a multi-cam would be so fun. I would love yeah. to do that again, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, maybe that. 
I'm I'm open, man. I'm I'm, I'm ready. Okay. I am so You're like ready. Clay, we can mold you to whatever we need. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but well, Corbin and I both have a question. We were curious. Well, first of all, how you get your hair so awesome? That's the number one question. <laughs> but number two, number two, it looks like you like like on your website and stuff. You kind of got like print, like kind of modeling, like kind of like you got your own style, which is which is awesome. Like, how do you find? This is kind of more of a general question, but like for people out there that are trying to find that, like, how do you? How how'd you kind of find the confidence to lean into that to like own that? I think that's kind of a, you know oh, wow. I know it's a, it's a, it could be a kind of a big world, but I'm just you know yeah pressed. Thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think from a very to be honest, yeah, to be very very blunt and honest, from a very very young age, um, I would I I kid you not, I would go in my mom's closet and steal some of her clothes just because I was I was pulled towards them. They were they were just very. Like she had this one, it was almost like the Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. It was like this, mm-hmm. like this seventies, like long jacket. And for the longest time, um, she thought she lost the jacket. I said, no, it's in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. You know? Um, but yeah, as far as just leaning into the things that, that speak to you as far as articles of clothing. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And for me, I think that was, again, like certain pieces that I'd find in my mom's closet or my, uh, I I kid you not, again, I had a pair of my grandma's pants because they just, they fit me really well. Um, Mm. That I have stuff from my my grandparents, my dad. Um, All of my clothes don't belong to me that I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) But also like thrifting and, and, and yeah. I mean, through through, also just the culture of of like music and film. You you see, you see people wearing things, and you say, "I like that." Mm-hmm. I got really blessed because my my uh, you know my my grandpa before he passed, he essentially like he he would give me like I I ended up getting a lot of his his clothes. So I have, and it's like it's right up my alley. I mean. It's mm. a bunch of cowboy boots, mm. um, really cool, like leather belts, um, mm-hmm. just pieces that like, they don't, they, they, they don't make anymore. It's just, it's, it's, mm-hmm. there's so much like history in it. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's also a way to, yeah, keep my grandpa alive. So, you know, by continuing to like wear that article of clothing. Um, but yeah, I hope that, I hope that answered also just like, like fashion is, it's supposed to be, again, back to the, it's supposed to be fun, yeah. you know? And just, you know, if if you if you feel pulled towards something, whether or not, you know, the person to the right or left would wear it, would you wear it? Would that make you feel confident? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I always say like, and I'm, I'm sure you guys could also, you know, attest to this, but like with shoes, you know, you wear different types of shoes on the daily, right? So whether it's sneakers or, you know, say you're going out on a date, you know, maybe you wear like a boot, but shoes very, very much change the way they make you feel, right? How you present yourself, how, how you hold yourself. Boots for me, it just does it, you know, it just, mm-hmm. that's, it, it does what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's why me personally, I'm pulled towards, um, yeah, like a, a boot, a beetle boot, a cowboy boot, Right now I'm wearing uh, Red Wings, so like a, a more like work boot. Like Ooh, those are nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but also just like fashion is supposed to be fun, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you know whether it's it it doesn't matter if you're 
you know, half of the time, like, you know, I'll, I'll shop in the woman's section, you know, I don't, you know, it's supposed to be fun. You know, it's, it's a, well, I, well, I was going to say, express I, yourself. I feel, I feel like it's almost like men's fashion is catching up with you, Cody, because it's, be, it's becoming more open, which is really cool. I mean, you know, I follow a lot of like the NBA and the guys like the out, the, you know, the, the, the outfits they wear into the games and stuff is, is so great. And it's so different than it used to be where they all wore like, you know, suits or whatever. And so I think you're, you're, you're totally on, 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 on point there. Corbin, he said he's wearing his work boots. So I guess this podcast is work for him. Yeah, is that what he's saying? saying? I mean, yeah. you know, I just this am curious. I mean, I heard it, Cody. You said it. Uh, they're not your fun, playful boots. They're like his work boots. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Dude. Yo, I came to do work today, boy. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to make you have some fun. We have something we call your best, best bad, bad acting. acting. <laughs> Good. And so, Cody, for this, we're going to send you – now, we're, we, we pulled out a vintage quote here. We're going to put it – Corbin's going to put it in the chat. The idea is not to um, – I'm pretty sure you'll know this movie, hopefully. Uh, and it's not to imitate what they did in the movie, just to have fun with it um, and put your own spin on it. You can give it an accent if you want, which I always offer, or you can do it in a different voice. You could – Sing it if you wanted, whatever you wanted. But the idea is just to have fun. Do you know this movie at all? Let's see. Pull it out. It's oh, yeah. You can miss it. Oh, I know this. Wait. I know this. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, you didn't give him who, Corbin? You, you held that yeah, up? You held that uh, back? It's Ferris Bueller. Yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, okay. So have some have some fun with it. If you, uh, you don't need to do a... Um, What's his name? Matthew. Why am I blank on his last name? Matt. Um, the guy who played this, Matthew. McConaughey? <laughs> no, not McConaughey. <laughs> no, who played this? Married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Why is my, my mind? Carmen, no, help me out here. You don't know his name? I don't know his name. No one knows it. Great. Uh, yeah. Cut this out. Yeah, that was a good. Matthew Broderick. Thank Broderick. you, Matthew Broderick. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, jeez. You guys are fired. Okay. Let's uh, have some fun with this. Do whatever you want. Will, All right. Uh, is, there, is, any, am, is anyone doing the scene with me, or is it just me, myself, and I? It's you yourself. And it's I. just you doing the. Just yeah, just you. <laughs> just you so whatever you're ready. All right. All right. Let's yeah. go. Let's try it. All right. Whenever you're ready. Life moves pretty fast. Now, if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it, boy. <laughs> I feel like we got McConaughey there, yeah. even though we said we're Broderick. <laughs> I like this. I like this. We must have planned it in there. All right, Cody. I need to hear. This. I need to hear this as a multicam, as the bellhop multicam. <laughs> yeah. Life's smooth. <laughs> Life moves pretty fast now. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. You could miss it. Wow. So amazing. That was good. I like right, that. Right, now I like that. I, I yeah. have to ask John. You got to give me something. Yes. So I'm gonna say uh, this is the. We're gonna get a little morbid here. This is the last, the last words that come out of your mouth. Give it to me. Oh, oh, oh! He's throwing throw it back at you. Life moves pretty fast. <laughs> if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. You could miss it. Stop extending it. You're dying. <laughs> Love it. I know how to milk a moment, guys. This is me. You don't see I'm doing the cow thing. I'm just milking a moment. Just mil I've learned from the best. Just keep milking it. Uh, I, get it Cody. Milking. I like that you threw it to me. Milking. He's milking. Oh, there's the cow. <laughs> Good. So, Cody, since, since you threw it to me, Corbin, I'm going to throw it to you. I think my, connection, my connection's breaking up. 
<laughs> no, it's not breaking up. Uh, Corbin, we're going to do this as a six-year-old Corbin. <laughs> oh, God. Six-year-old. <laughs> Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> oh, my God. That kid is scared of everything. That kid is I scared. Will not that, look kid under is, the bed. that kid is like an old man that's scared. <laughs> I was getting like a little uh, doubt fire in there. There's a little doubt fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and if people could see it, his shoulders were up by his ear. I think when you do a kid, you have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's like mandatory. Like, I'm a little kid. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it de-ages you a bunch of years. So, oh my gosh, oh, this so was fun. awesome, Cody. This was amazing, man. I love that we kind of flowed between music and acting and back and forth, man. man. It feels like that's part of almost like your life in a sense, and so it's cool that we kind of got a chance to to do that with you and hear some of your stories and you know hear some of your philosophies. Um, it was really lovely, really lovely. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun, man. Yeah, thank you guys. This was yeah. so fun. Yeah, I greatly appreciate it. Well, we we appreciate the time, and it was really awesome for me to kind of get to know you. I know Corbin has known you for for a while, and so, but we, you know, we really appreciate it. And we're we're excited for your career, man, musically and acting wise. You know, oh, gonna, thank you so much, you know, man. You know, and, and 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 if you become successful, we'll have you more successful. You get back on the show, you know. And if it goes <laughs> nose dives, you know, if you start you start blacking out more on stage, like you mentioned, you know, not from alcohol, then we'll have to see. But like I'll, wherever I'll, wherever you end up, I'll yeah. be calling you in a month. Then, <laughs> yes, <laughs> let us know. No, we, we would we would we would have you back anytime. This was lovely. So, you know, thank John you, man. Corbin. We, thank we, you guys so it. much. Thanks, Cody. Awesome. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, bud. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Moon and Spotlight Podcast.